I want to start off with giving you something the Lord just gave me as we sang that last song. That last song. There's a line in that song that said, Objects of mercy that should have known wrath. Wow, what a statement. And a picture that the, that the Lord gave me when we were singing that song about how great, how high, how wide, how deep is his love. I'm going to make an assumption here that most of you have seen the Charlie Brown Christmas story thing. Okay, great. So you know that Charlie Brown had the propensity to pick out this tree, if you want to call it that. Well, what the Lord, what the Lord wanted, what the Lord said, look at this tree and the way that it was with basically no needles and just kind of there, bare to the bone, nothing. But you remember when uh, later on when Linus took his blanket and wrapped it around the tree and they all gathered around that tree and transformed it? Well, what I saw the Lord doing is that without him, that's the way we looked in the very, that's the way we look, just spindly, nothing there, just really ugh. You know, you know the tree. He put that decoration on it, and the tree bloop, went over. But what I saw the Lord doing was girding us, just like Linus girded that tree. The Lord was girding us with his love. He was building us up with his love. He was transforming us with his love. So that tree, when it once looked like that without Christ, spindly, when we look like that, we are clothed. We are girded with love. We are girded with his joy. We are girded with the good things of God. We are girded with the gladness that he, he lavishes. He lavishes. He decks out our frame, if you will, our spirit. And that was what the Lord gave me by way of that simple cartoon is that he girds us. He makes us able to stand and he clothes us with himself in great, great love. So receive that this, this morning here. We're going to uh, start out once again with a very familiar passage. 1 Corinthians 14, 26. And there it says, What then, brothers... When you come together, each one has a hymn, a lesson, a revelation, a tongue, or interpretation. Let all things be done for building up. If any speak in a tongue, let there be only... Okay, verse 26. Let, let all things be done for building up. Okay. So this morning, if I were to put a title to what I want to share briefly, I would say, thinking outside the box pertaining to the gifts of the Spirit. <clears throat> and, you know, when, when we just read that verse, and it says, how be it when you come together, and 
It says every one of us has something to give. It's very easy to say, "Uh uh-oh, God's asking me to step out. I have to bring something. We're very prone to think about that we have to step out. But what I want you to think about here is that there is something greater than the stepping out. And that is, what are we stepping into? And so what, when we, what we're doing this morning and what we will do going forward uh, in future services and hopefully in every service is that we're going to be stepping into, we're going to be moving into, we're going to be living into our calling. We heard a recent message about that God has called us to be priests and kings and prophets. These, these are no small things. Each one of these are, are meant to be blessings. You know, it says in Acts, in the book of Acts, I believe it's eight, 18, 17 verse 28. In Christ, in Christ, we live. In Christ, we move and have our being. Just think about that. You were made for a specific purpose to do something and to enjoy that and to bless others and to not just live, but to go in and possess. And so while I'm saying that, um, I want to reference the fact that what we're going to do this morning is fight because we have an enemy just like the children of Israel. God promised them the promised land. Go in, it's yours. But there are giants there. And what is our response going to be? And so the direction and the thrust of this service this morning, we're alive in Christ. We're going to go and fight. We're not going to back down like that mighty man of David. We're going to stand in the middle of the field. We're going to push back against the enemy. And we're going to possess that which God has given to us. And if that's health, if that's finances, if it's encouragement, if it's hope, you fill in the blank. But this is about all of us working together. So think about this. In that scripture that I just read up there. What if... What if that hymn that God gave you is a song of deliverance from the Lord for somebody? Just think about that. That is mind-boggling. We think, oh... It's a, we got to bring a hymn. No, this is more than just a song. That it's thinking outside the box. God, God wants to encourage us this morning in, in the fact that the one who gave this command and wants us to partake with him, this is the God of all encouragement calling us to partner with him and to enter into what he's been doing from the beginning of time. And that he's not about to allow the enemy to circumvent or derail his purpose. You know and I both know that what God does is the final word. Is the only word. Is the word that will prevail. Is the word that will stand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The God of all encouragement calls us to partner with him. So when you, if the Lord gives you a psalm, a song, just how powerful is that for the, 
for the vessel that's carrying that, but also for the receiver. That person is getting filled up with what God wants to do. And I tell you what, as one who has given prophetic words, if I don't, it's like a fire shut up in my veins. And it cannot, it cannot sit there. It has to do what God has purposed it to do. The other thing is that when you do what God leads you to do in that giving of that song, what if that song turns that person's mourning into dancing? It talks about revelation in that scripture. Something that was hidden. Something that we, without God doing, we have no clue, we have no access to. But when God gives a revelation and reveals something, what if that revelation unlocks a door? What if that door is a prison door and it sets that person free? There's a word that the, uh, the Old Testament, excuse me, that the New Testament uses in terms of partnering with God. And that's the word koinonia. And that word koinonia, it, uh, what it means is it's used by someone to describe a significant level of participation or personal engagement. In today's terminology, it describes the difference between watching from the sidelines or playing in the game. And that's what God has called us to this morning, that we're not on the sidelines, we're in the game. When, the, when a giant, when the enemy tries to pick a fight with one of us, he's picked a fight with all of us. The body... If the Lord gives you a scripture, just think about this for a minute. The Lord gives you a scripture. Okay. Wow, that's neat. But think about what it says in Psalm 19 about the Lord, the power of God's word. It, said, it says that, that, that the word is able to revive the heart. It says the word rejoices the heart. There is a whole laundry list there of, of the power of, of God's word and what it is able to do. And so when you speak that word, the very fact that when you speak or declare that word uh, to someone or to, to the body as a whole, that word isn't going to return void. It's going to prosper in the very thing that it was purposed to do. What an awesome God that he's allowed us to, to be able to partake of what he does. And watch what happens in the person's life in that moment or in the passing of time, the transformation that takes place. 
So going, going forward here, just let me say this about prophecy. In 1 Corinthians 14, it says that prophecy is given for the purpose of edification, for exhortation, and comfort. So that if something is being built up, it's being built up for the purpose to stand. It's being built up for the purpose that there is a specific thing that the, the, the object is to do, the person is to do. And that it is meant to be a testimony and to, to affect other things. So in having said that about the, the nature of prophecy, and there's, there's different kinds of prophecies, but the one thing this morning in Germain 2, that prophetic word that I shared earlier, I want you to think about the, the statement that Paul made when he's writing to his spiritual son, Timothy, in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 18. And there it says, This charge I give you, Timothy. And that word charge means he's receiving a command from a superior and he's passing it on. Now, here it's Paul passing this on to Timothy, but in a bigger scope, here is the king of kings using this vessel, Paul, and he's giving something to Timothy. And if you read on in the next, in the next epistle, Paul says something to Timothy about, you have not received a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Why did he say that? Because, because Paul recognized that Timothy needed this. That this was a part of, he, of him being built up. So in 1 Timothy 1.18, it says, By this charge, this is what I charge you with, the prophecies that were given to you, by these prophecies, you are able to fight a good warfare. It doesn't mean, okay, you're going to war and the, and the outcome is up for grabs. I believe that when God purposely said a good warfare, there are a lot of good things and blessings to be gain from it does that mean that it might does that mean it's going to be necessarily pretty maybe not you know when they do the thing in boot camp one of the things i thought is that uh if i correct if i'm right is that uh that they shoot live ammo over the people while they're crawling on their stomachs to as part of the training but the fact remains by these prophecies, you're able to good, wage a good warfare. So that says something about God seeing the end. We see the war. He sees the victory. We see the mountain. He sees it being removed. And so just like, just like the servants and Elijah... God, this morning, I'm asking you to open the eyes of our understanding that we can enter into our identity in you and the calling that we have in you and that when we step out of ourselves, the horizon, the picture is so much greater that we're not going to retreat. You haven't called us to retreat, but to advance. We pray in the Lord's Prayer, Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so, fighting a good warfare.
So going back to that, that prophetic word that I shared earlier about one of David's mighty men and, uh, and reading how he stood in that field. As I read that, I want to share with you what the Lord gave me to share with you this morning. And that is this. So he started out about the man, and you're familiar with him, that he had a sword, and he had so gripped that sword, they had to pry it out of his hand at the end of the day. So here's what I want to start off with. This is what the Lord gave me. You, every one of you, you are warriors. He didn't say trainees. He said warriors. Who, me? Yes, us, all of us. You are warriors. You are strong in me. You are more than conquerors through me. I have thoroughly equipped you unto every good work. And you can look at 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 to the end of that chapter, but that's exactly where that comes from. So when I share this scripture, or when the Lord gives me a scripture, I run it through the filter of the scriptures. Say, God, chapter and verse, this is what he said. He said, the word of God is alive and active in you. It's in your heart, but it's on your lips. Now, to me, my mind went to Joshua chapter 1. And so in light of the, what I just shared, Joshua chapter 1, there's two big things that are in there. Be strong and courageous. Do not tremble or be dismayed. And that dismayed means to be brought low by the circumstances. We're not about that. Why? Why can we be strong and courageous? Because the Lord, our God, is with each one of us. And then the verse right after that, he says, this book of the law shall not depart from your lips. It's interesting. He didn't say heart in your lips. But what comes out of the heart is going to come out of your lips. So, I want to add to this then, these verses. Zephaniah 3.17 The Lord thy God, where is he? In the midst of you. The midst of me. What is he? He Mighty, that's right. He's mighty to save. What does he say he's going to do? He will sing, he will dance over you with joy. So not only do we fight, but just think about the joy of the Lord being our strength. Part, part of being equipped is having the will to fight. So if God says be strong and courageous, and that's his promise, and that's what he says, and he's, his word is going to prosper in what he says it's going to do, that, that's an offer that we can't refuse. Nehemiah 4.14, I love this verse. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome. This is the one who's called us. This is the one who anoints us. This is the one who equips us. 
So rather than having some kind of gruff-looking general when he comes up, he comes up to you with exceedingly great joy, looks you in the eyes and said, I love you so, so much. You're my masterpiece. You're my workmanship. And I have plans for you, plans for welfare and not calamity. So, one last scripture here as we go forward. If God be for us, who can be against us? And one of the things that I want to stir up in us is with these words that I gave you, in the same way that Joshua and Caleb said, we can go in, we can take the land, we can possess it. Why? Because God's with us. In the contrast, my purpose here up here this morning is not to melt your heart, but to build up and solidify your heart in the word of God and the character of God and the faithfulness of God and the love of God and the calling of God on each and every one of us. Every joint supplying. And so, think about the truth that God, the God of all encouragement, wants to use each one of us this morning. And as a body, every joint supplying. Just picture what that would look like. With the whole body giving, supplying, being built up in love. That love of God. Unending, powerful, life-transforming. So, just a logistic thing here. God is not the author of confusion. At the very end of 1 Corinthians 14, it says that, it says that let all things be done in decency and in order. And again, I just want to reference that if anybody's ever seen a, like the, the Marines march or whenever they do their, their thing, they're all in sync. They're all in step. When they turn, it's crisp, it's clean. But it's just a beauty to see. If you feel like the Lord's giving you a word and you're not sure and you want to run it by me or one of the elders, feel free to do so. But this is an opportunity, guys, my brothers and sisters. If you, I would encourage you, just maybe pray and say, Lord, is there, I'm, I'm listening. Your servant is here. Speak to me and use me as you see fit. And he, he may put somebody on your heart and then just follow his leading and what he gives you to do. You may, you may receive a picture. You, uh, you may feel compassion. Well, guess what? The Lord's, the Lord's working. And um, you don't necessarily have to come up and use the microphone if you don't want to. If you, if you feel you have a word for the body, I would encourage you to, to run it by an elder and then, then come up and give it. Or uh, if you have a word for a, per, a person, um, then um, you can, if you want to, for your, as a safeguard, you can run it by an elder or you can come and share it. But know that if you share a word, in the scripture it says, any word that is shared, it will be tested. That's just how God laid it out. So having said that, let's, let's pray and then we're going to move on with the service here. Father God, we just thank you 
Thank you for redeeming our lives. Thank you for calling us with a holy and high calling. Thank you, Lord, for <clears throat> that we are objects of mercy, that we are objects of your love, and that we are your children, and that you have not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Holy Spirit, we just welcome you now to move in our hearts, to move in our midst, lead us, guide us. And as Samuel said, speak, Lord, your servants are listening. And Father, I pray that in all of this, you be glorified, you be exalted, and to you be all the glory, the one who made this and makes it all possible to be a partaker with you, a co-laborer with you. Father God, do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could even ask, think, or imagine. You are great, and you are good, and we love you so much, and thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.